We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him. Zach Kelberman in the hizzy. Zach, dude, every single day, the last month especially, but Especially recently, I guess. The last two weeks, dude, every day it's something else. We're hearing reports of of uh, Justin Simmons going off the reservation on Mike Kliss because they're, they're now letting journalists in the locker room uh, after practices, which stopped for two years because of the pandemic. Now they're getting back in there, and there's been some reports, Zach, that things are continuing to spiral and fracture as a – ostensibly poised, you know, veteran leader like Justin Simmons is losing all composure and hollering at, uh, like, screaming, almost like accosting Mike Kliss over an article in which he was actually trying to kind of defend Russell Wilson. What do you make of what's happening right now in the Mile High City? Well, first of all, a little surprising that Mike Kliss, of all people, would stir up the drama by talking about Russell Wilson's birthday party and a little tangent. It's it's ridiculous and kind of or really pathetic. The things we're forced to discuss about Russell Wilson, not his play on the field, but high knees and wristbands and subway sandwiches and let's ride and uh, now a birthday gate. I don't understand why he's so scrutinized, but Mike Kliss kind of ratcheted that up by saying only half the team, only half the team. That's a lot of people, you know, to come to a birthday party on a Tuesday night. It's the only off day of the week for these players. They're in a losing season right now, a lot of controversy, and he still had half the team there. You know, it didn't end up with a player getting ran out of an apartment by a vacuum cleaner or uh, by a person wielding a vacuum cleaner part like the Von Miller, Chad Kelly, you know, Halloween fiasco. But I don't blame Simmons for going off. He's lashing out right now as more and more defensive players are doing. I talked about this on the Gut Reaction podcast. The defense is fed up, man. That's why you're seeing a lapse in their play the last couple of weeks. They held the fort as long as they could. They kept the Broncos in every game. And what did Russell Wilson do? The offense do diddly squat to help the team win. And now they're throwing their hands up and lashing out. So losing begets losing. And the Broncos are losing on the field and now off the field when you're quibbling with the team insider. Zach, we also have reports, not reports, Dalton Reisner. Well, let me let me read this tweet from Zach Stevens, who said, quote, Dalton Reisner has not received a contract extension offer from the Broncos. He told KOA Radio's uh, Big Al and uh, Ryan Edwards, or yeah, Ryan Edwards and Dave Logan, quote, that's something I would have expected to happen already, and it hasn't been a tough pill to swallow, he said, Zach. In what universe did you expect that to happen? You're playing like cheeks, Dalton. And I'm one. Chad, I was there with you at the Combine. We fell in love with Dalton Reisner. And he was really good as a rookie under Rich Scangarello, but he has not been good since. He's living off that one play where he uh, pushed Philip Lindsay into the end zone, but he really has been capital B bad 
this season, getting blown off the ball, bullied, dominated, pancaked. He's been the one getting pancaked, not giving the pancakes out. He is utterly and entirely replaceable. I am not, if I'm the Broncos, offering Dalton Reisner top dollar money. I'm not offering him market average money. The best I would do would be a team-friendly deal where he can come and compete with or back up his future upgrade at left guard because they're going to have multiple new starters on that O-line in 2023. Yeah, it's a bummer. It makes me wonder, Zach, by the way, thank you, Phil. Appreciate the stars, big dog. He says, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to Broncos country, MHH for life. Go Broncos. Right back at you, my brother. Um, when he says that it's a tough pill to swallow and that it's something I would have expected to happen, Dalton Reisner already, maybe, maybe he's not necessarily taking shots at the Broncos. Maybe it's like him kind of uh, lamenting his own failure to carp Dean, seize the day. Be better, play better. Don't get, you know, don't end up on your behind when you're trying to be in pass pro and help out the offense. He's been dreadful. We talk about Cushenberry a lot. He was like the scapegoat for the O-line or whatever right tackle is starting on any given week. But if you watch Dalton Reisner snap by snap, I mean, he is really, really terrible. So he can feel however he wants. If he wants a contract from the Broncos, another one, he has to step up his game a lot. Indeed. Chris Chance is jumping in early with a super chat, brother. Appreciate you. He says, Chad, Zach, and Scott, still the best in the business. Uh, you're a prince. I don't think he says Wilson is washed, but I do think the system doesn't fit Wilson. I really don't think Wilson is is washed. Um, I think I agree with you on that, Chris, for what it's worth. I think this is just not the right coaching fit for Russell Wilson, and I think you know, Eric Trickle had a nice piece this morning that published that basically, uh, to boil it down, it was that the Broncos need to kind of rein Wilson in a little bit. You know, maybe don't give him a, that office in the building. Maybe make him be amongst the plebs, right? Amongst the, the commoners in the locker room, so to speak. And, and stop trying to tweak things the way he wants them. Do it the way that we know, uh, you know, call plays that you know he can operate well. And even though it's kind of a rookie young quarterback tactic for coaches, hey, call plays that are cutting the field in half. You know, get him moving, simplify things, and see what comes. Because this is something important to remember about the whole hashtag let Russ cook phenomenon that took place in Seattle. When finally Seattle, the brain trust said okay, and they started letting Russ decide things, his play went down, right? And then Pete Carroll said, okay, I've seen enough. And he went back to the way he likes to do things with the run game oriented thing, play pass, moving pockets, all that. And bada bing, bada bang, Russ bounced back. So I'd like to see the Broncos do something similar. I'm just not sure, Zach, there's anyone. In fact, I'm certain there's not anyone in that building on the coaching level that has the gravitas, the stones, the sand, uh, the clout that a Pete Carroll does in Seattle. You know what pisses me off, though? We should be talking. It's December 1st right now. We should be talking about the Broncos' playoff chances with Russell Wilson, not whether he's washed or not. You know, every turn this saga takes, I can't believe we ended up here at total rock bottom. I thought this was it for the Broncos, as did you, Chad, what everyone did when they got Russell Wilson hired Hackett. They thought the drought was over, and here we are again talking about how much time he has left as even a middling starter in the NFL. That's why they're going to have to go out of house to find the guy because they are married to Russell Wilson. They're going to have to try to make it work and uh, squeeze blood from that rock, so to speak. They're going to have to find someone, anyone out there, <laughs> Sean Payton, who can help rebuild, fix whatever Russell Wilson, because this is the quarterback for the long term now, at least the next three years. Guys, November is in the books, and it was a great November um, for MHH, thanks to each and every one of you. Here's how it finished on YouTube for the top five Super Chat superstars. DWI guys, Ethan pulled ahead at the 11th hour. Deanna Hendry finished the, the month at number two with Najal Toff at three, F.A. at four, and the Duchess, Michaela, at five. The drawing is done. The winner of the November jersey giveaway on YouTube is none other than Deanna Hendry. So Deanna you won this jersey. It's a Broncos jersey of your choosing. Just keep in mind, whatever that jersey might be, uh, availability, is it in stock? Because we ran into that a few times in the past where 
someone won and they chose Jersey X like this time last year due to a tragedy, uh, Demarius Thomas. And we were waiting on Thomas jerseys for almost 90 days uh, from the point of purchase. So just keep that in mind. But Deanna, just shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com with what jersey, what size, and your address, and we'll get that coming your way. So congratulations to Deanna for for winning that in November, and much love and respect to each and every one of you who uh, donated Super Chats to us that month. It all adds up, and it helps us keep the lights on. Thank you very much. Yeah, Deanna, congrats, and we definitely appreciate how you've kind of stormed out of the gates and become a superstar you know, very quickly. So we hope you enjoy your jersey. Let us know what you want, and we'll get that shipped out to you ASAP. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Todd with a super chat. That's a newer name. Welcome, Todd. Welcome, Appreciate Todd. you. Thank you for that super chat. He says, do you think Natani Muti could be a good replacement for Reiser? Uh, Reisner, pardon me. I do think um, there's some some potential there. The problem with, with Muti has been, you know, his injury inconsistencies, his availability problems, and then on the field, you know, he's pretty solid, Zach, as a run blocker. He's got some real power to him. As a as a interior guy, he's a little bit stocky, kind of shorter arms, but he's never been the most reliable uh, pass blocker. So you'd have to really up the ante from a coaching emphasis perspective to get him ready f- to truly be a starting left guard uh, if you wanted him to replace Reisner. But that could very well, Zach, be on the menu. Being that Reisner is in a contract year, it's not looking like the team wants to extend him. They'll at least, I think, let him test the market. Uh, and it could create a left guard vacancy in which Natani Muti could fill next season. Yeah, I like Muti a lot. I would hope he's at least in the mix as a swing guy or a backup. But we can't really answer this question, Todd, without seeing Muti in a different scheme with a different coach. Butch Berry and the wide zone system does not work at all for someone like Natani Muti, who's, like Chad said, is very much a power road grading lineman that's why i think he looked much better under mike munchak so let's assume they're going to clean house and fire butch barry along with nathaniel hackett and bring in a new ol coach if it's a power man scheme i think moody could be in there in the mix somewhere but it has to be a priority if george payton sticks around shed to devote every resource you have draft picks and uh, cap space to fixing that ol and i think they're going to go all in for at least a left guard and a right tackle 
David Wilder jumping in. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you on Facebook. Always, always so supportive of what we do here. And of course, the Denver Broncos through thick and thin. Uh, he says, good evening. Was this altercation with Cliss an actual physical altercation? No, no verbal. Uh, hashtag MHH for life. No, let's make that clear. It was verbal, <laughs> verbal altercation. Nobody's in jail. Okay. Um, it was a verbal altercation, but it's still a, a, a massive lapse, for lack of a better term here, Zach. It's still a massive lapse um, in judgment on the part of Justin Simmons, who, from a character perspective, you you this is very atypical. This is not something you would expect to hear. I mean, it's one thing, Zach, frustrations boil over. I get it, but he's kind of a civilian in the sense that, you know what, he's a media guy, and he's kind of the team mouthpiece in the sense that, you know, they feed him the juicy stuff. He's the first guy to break this, that, and the other. And it came on the heels, Zach, of Cliss actually trying to go to bat and I guess kind of clean up a mess. He he, he kind of made it himself when he reported the way he reported that 50% of the, the Broncos players attended Russell Wilson's um, birthday party. He could have said he had a great attend, you know, a lot of Bronco teammates showed up or something. He could have come up with it. And so when he realized that that created a backlash where you had guys like uh, pro football uh, talk reporting that, oh, look, more than 50% of Russell Wilson's teammates didn't show up to his birthday party, which implies a massive locker room rift. So then Cliss went back to the well and put together, I can't remember now off the top of my head, Zach, if it was an article or a tweet to kind of clarify and that, that's purportedly anyway, listening to and talking to a few people that uh, were around for that. What triggered Simmons? Why do I have to keep people? He's like, why do, I have, why do people have to be so mean? I guess I shouldn't make fun of him if I can't even quote the line myself without messing that up. But, you know, it also came on the heels, the Cliss tweet of that Tom Pelissero NFL Network report that Russell Wilson was losing the Broncos locker room. So, yep. Cliss, I think, was trying to clean up that mess that he did not create and in the process created his own mess by the way he reported that 50% thing. But it just shows the way that Simmons came out and defended Russell Wilson. Dalton Reisner came out in defense of Russell Wilson. I think it was a little erroneous from what NFL Network reported. They uh, jumped the gun a little bit. I don't know if it was for clicks or to be hot takey engagement, what, but it was refuted pretty quickly. And even Pelissero kind of clarified yesterday. He didn't mean what he actually meant to say. Very true. KB, the great KB, by the way, dude, what happened to your Twitter account? Did you change your handle? And thus I can't find you because when I search your name, I don't find you. Did you cancel your Twitter account? Let me know my dog. Thank you for the super chat. Hope you're doing well, my friend. He says, is this team the biggest disappointment in franchise history, given the expectations? At least we can shed a ton of salary when we part with Glasgow, Darby, and Reisner, even maybe consider trading Garrett Bowles. I know there are a few people at MHH fans of the idea of at least seeing what you might be able to fetch for Garrett Bowles, but what's your answer here for KB? I want to pull up the Broncos uh, salary cap and see what would happen if they were to trade Garrett Bowles because his contract is not overly. Why can't I find him on here? He's, it's not overly. Oh, because he's on IR. Um, I'll do that here really quickly. I found a $21 million cap number. I think for this year, if the Broncos trade him next year, pre June 1st, about a $2 million cap savings, but you're opening another hole at left tackle. You already mm -hmm. have at least two holes to fill at left guard and right tackle um, and maybe even center as well. So I wouldn't move on from uh, bowls if you don't have to. You'll have to fill me in, though, Chad. Mm. I can only comment on 2016 right. pretty much with the Broncos and by far the biggest disappointment because unlike any other year, they finally had a quarterback. This is not the Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke holdover or, you know, high upside season. This was supposed to be a massively high floor under mm. Russell Wilson, the floor being 10 or 11 wins, the ceiling being 13 or 14 wins. So, yeah, far and away to me, the biggest disappointment in Broncos franchise history. I would throw, <clears throat> pardon me, into the mix a few teams that failed to meet expectations like the 2006 Broncos on the heels of hosting the AFC title game 
uh, with Jake Plummer losing, of course, to the eventual world champion Pittsburgh Steelers. 06, the 08 Broncos, that was brutal because you started out hot. You got out to a pretty sizable lead in the AFC West, made in the shade, Jay Cutler's Pro Bowl year, and the last of Mike Shanahan, and then you lost the last three, backed yourself out of the playoffs, and then on that Christmas, I think it was a New Year's, I'm trying to remember, New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve day that you lost the game that evening, of course, was the tragic murder of Darren Williams, 2008. I would throw in also, maybe not in terms of KB expectations, because no one was really, after they traded away Jay Cutler, no one was really expecting the Kyle Orton-led Josh McDaniel Broncos uh, to to you know set the world on fire, but starting 6-0 in 09, and then just completely the wheels coming off. That was a pretty... I, I would call that a categorical disappointment. Um, I would say, too, Zach, it's definitely not on the same scale, but the 2020 Broncos were a disappointment because if you can remember back Vic Fangio's first year, 2019, ugly until they put in Drew Locke. Drew Locke gives everybody hope, and then the pandemic hits, utterly changes. They fire a coordinator. Uh, pandemic hits, utterly changes how much that new coordinator can work with Drew. Then you get to the season and he gets hurt in week two. And from there, it was an utter crap show. So you could point to a few different seasons as contenders. But I think your, I think your instinct on this one, KB, is right. That at least in recent memory, it's the most disappointing Broncos season. The most disappointing season with arguably the worst head coach the franchise has ever seen in Hackett. You can make the case for Vic or VJ or McDaniels, but considering the expectations and the roster that was handed to him, I mean, I think Hackett has to get that crown now. Street Buzzler, that's another newer name. Welcome. Thank you, bud. I know it's early to talk draft, but do you think the Broncos will move back a couple of times to acquire more picks? How many? Question mark. So, Zach, got to remember, right now the Broncos are cruising for a, a first-round pick which even though they procured it from Miami, it's San Francisco's yeah. original pick. So somewhere in the middle 20s is what they're cruising for right now. There's not a whole lot of room to trade back right. if you're thinking round one, but what's your answer here for Street Buzzler? Yeah, I was going to say, I would kill for it to be the middle 20s. The Niners could go all the way to the title game in the NFC or maybe yeah. even the Super Bowl. They, they're looking that good. So if it's like 30 or 31, you can't trade back that far. But knowing George Payton, he loves wheeling and dealing. In fact, wasn't it last, or this year in Vegas, didn't he move out of the third round the final day He from Indianapolis, traded down with them? I believe so. He made a deal. He, he, they took him off the clock. So he loves stockpiling draft picks. And, and now in the post-Russell Wilson era or the current Russell Wilson era where you have d diminished draft picks, yeah, I think he'll move down. Maybe not in the first round, though. Because if you're faced with, it, let's say, a 27-28, let's say Broderick Jones is there, the right tackle from Georgia, do you trade down for the sake of getting another pick or do you finally nail and take that stud right tackle that you desperately need that you can build around. I, he's not going to trade down for the sake of trading down. He has to devote that resource to the O-line. I think it's definitely contingent in large part to who's on the board when right. the time comes, right? Like that's going to be a big part of it. Uh, Zach getting some props for his um, at times invisible Denver hat. It is dope. <laughs> it is dope. It is dope. Guys, let me tell you something. When you enter into the world of green screens and lighting, it's a, it's a lot more uh, complex than you might think. It's a little bit of a pain in the rear end that I sometimes regret. But at the same time, Zach, when we changed our backgrounds to this, people were like, yo, this looks so dope. Don't ever change it. This is awesome. I kind of yearn for the old days, though, Zach, where it's like a banner in the background and a shelf. And a Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply guitar amp or something like that um i don't know let let me tell you what the old days was it was this we were this close to the camera yeah 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 yeah. you remember that it was this (laughs) right ain't no one want to see that i think we'll deal with the green how many blackheads are on my nose go (laughs) um okay David, what up, big dog? He says, it seems that the media tries to pile on Russ. That's for sure right now. Um, he's made himself a pretty easy target, unfortunately. But, yes, you're you're not wrong. Granted, he hasn't played well, says David, but I hear a lot of media criticize him personally, so on a personal level, which is out of bounds. Yeah, and especially when it comes to, like, bringing up his wife and um, speculating on that front, you know, leave it alone. But, hey, I've always been the type of guy that um, doesn't like to see someone get kicked while they're down, even when they've basically cut themselves off at the knee and they're, they're, the, they're the reason they're on the ground. I don't like it. Don't take our criticism of Russell Wilson. I hope you understand, David, and everybody else, that when we criticize Russell Wilson right now, we're trying to keep it on basically what's happening on the field of play, What's what we're hearing behind closed doors about you know, the buzz, the rumors, the little birdies that tell us things about the Valley and the locker room and little things. But right now, unfortunately, Russell Wilson is the only person that can change the narrative and, and kind of pop this bubble of scrutiny. And until he turns the ship around with his play on the field, Zach, this is probably status quo. It's not even just kicking him while he's down. This, this is like a Hulk Hogan leg drop over and over and over again. And listen, he's played poorly on a dreadful Broncos team. Literally, no one denies that. But these obsessive Russell Wilson non-stories like his birthday party have grown beyond ridiculous. Chad, I've been covering this game for quite a while now, about a decade, the NFL. And I have never seen the sheer unadulterated derangement like I've seen with Russell Wilson. I mean, attacking him from every angle, it goes well beyond the football field. It's all personal with Russell Wilson, and I don't understand why. I don't get it. The only thing I can grasp at is just simply that he he's, was a, he's a high-profile – that's part of the equation. He's a high-profile guy, famous star quarterback. All right, then he comes to Denver uh, in, a, in a trade that, in many respects, he not just signed off on. Like, he told the Seahawks he wanted a trade, right? So he forced his way out of town. And then he starts the let's ride thing. And since then, it's like a constant onslaught of tone deaf one-liners and remarks from him on that front. And then you throw in the little side uh, cut of him saying the let's ride for the NBC sports promo and all the different ways. Uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. All that's just the cornball component mixed with the pro bowl guy mixed with you suck right now mixed with, you know, you're the one that asked for this. It's just like the perfect storm of Shisa. Let me ask you this, though. If there's one quarterback that's despised among NFL fan bases more than Russell Wilson collectively, it would have to be Tom Brady. Why isn't he getting the same scrutiny that Russell Wilson is getting this season? Tom Brady has been bad for the most of the year. I know the team around him isn't good and Bruce Arians leaving probably did a number. So did his divorce, yada, yada, yada. But when you boil down his play, he's supposed to be, you know, Tom freaking Brady, you know, the goat. And he hasn't performed like a goat this year yet. No one says word one about that. It's swept under the rug largely, but with Russell Wilson, he can't eat, even eat a sandwich without people trying to, literally just take him down at every turn it's it's pathetic man well keep in mind even though the bucks are five and six they're first in the nfc south and it's tom brady in the sense that yeah he is like one of the most hated athletes but he's also one of the most loved athletes it's like this weird dichotomy uh so the hate that's there 
Well, I haven't. I don't love them either. But the hate that's there, Zach, is like a. If have you ever seen Get Him to the Greek? Mm-hmm. All right, you know that scene on the airplane when uh, Jonah Hill's character finally comes clean and tells him what he his true opinion on this controversial album that that his band had put out, and he finally tells him the truth. And then Aldous Snow, the, the the character, his reply to him is, "What you have just said uh, has made me hate you." <laughs> and then he goes, "But it took stones." I'm paraphrasing here. And so for that, I also respect you. So it's a hateful respect. What, what, so that's what it is with Tom Brady, Zach. It's it's a hateful respect because he's so dang good, and he just keeps on marching. Is that uh, after Jonah Hill concealed the? Uh... The paraphernalia and his undercarriage. Is that that scene? That is, yes. Great. In the movie. direct aftermath. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good George movie. Fox, what's good, bro? He says, uh, we know the head coaching has been bad, but we also have to put just as much of the problem on Russ. Hashtag MHH for life, Denver Bronx for life. Thanks for your insight, guys. Thank you, George. You're you're so consistent, my friend. You're in the chat every single night, just about. And we appreciate your support, your dedication. And you always typically like here, it's bad, all right? But he usually bring what he's trying to say, head coaching's been bad. We, we got to blame Russ, too. But he always kind of finds a way to make it kind of positive. And in this case, it's more directed towards us, that positivity, Zach. But it doesn't help. Thank you, George. It doesn't help when everyone can see the elephant in the room, right? Imagine you're in a room, and there's this elephant. It's massive. It's there. And the one guy... Is, and, and it stinks or whatever. And he's tr- you're trying to say, hey, it reeks in here. Something's got to change. And the guy who could change it, the trainer himself or the guy that owns the building, is acting oblivious. And he, he's like, what? No, I'm go get some air fresheners or whatever. And, that's, and you're going, no, elephant, elephant. Everyone's going, Russell Wilson is the elephant in the room. And yet Hackett stands up there and says, oh, we, he's great. We just got to play better around him. <clears throat> Bad. No, call him out. You don't have to throw him under the bus, but you can say, look, Russ would be the first one to tell you that he hasn't lived up to uh, his his standard, and we are, as a collective, doing the best we can to figure out how to turn that around. Done! Instead, you make your teammates and your players who are selling out in a positive sense, like throwing themselves into this thing and getting thrown under the bus. Yeah, very good point. You know, he could have easily said, you know, Russ could play better like anyone could play better. We all could coach better and play better. That's why we're three and eight. But he decides to be everybody's friend. And that's going to be the downfall of Nathaniel Hackett. It's the same thing when Mike Purcell screamed at Russell Wilson on the sideline and Hackett was two feet away from that interaction and pretended not to hear it or know what's going on. And then it turned out he was lying because he addressed what happened in, I think, Monday's press conference. So he's just ill-equipped to lead. He's not the alpha coach that you want on the sideline. He's not a natural leader of men. He is way more VJ, where he's it's club med, everyone's friends, it's all unicorns and sunshine. That's not how you win in the NFL consistently. That's why the Broncos are three and eight right now. I want to grab this one from Twitch. We try to get at least one comment or question in from Twitch every single night. This is Gupta Troopa. Hey, guys, since there needs to be a huge shakeup offensively, do you see the team picking apart the defense in some way or reconstructing contracts to build the offense similar to what the team did for the defense Mm -hmm. in 2014? What do you think, Zach? I'm trying to think, like, what contracts could be restructured on defense. Simmons, maybe, though I don't know how much they can gain from that. Here's my bold take on the matter. If they want to shake up the defense and save some money and devote more to the offense, perhaps, is it a lock considering how he's played that they're going to resign Draymond Jones to a long-term contract? I mean, just entertain that thought. He has not been the game wrecker that I thought he would be, that he's capable of being, and he really hasn't been that in his time with the Broncos since he was drafted. Good player, but is he worth top dollar market value on a long-term deal. That's where I could see the shakeup. Everyone's assuming after they traded Chubb that Draymond's going to be extended. And I was one of them, but I thought he'd step up a little more into that havoc creator role. Then again, no one really is under Evero. No one's really making those impact plays aside from Randy Gregory, who's on the shelf still. But that's my one thing. If they want to save some money, maybe not throw a hundred million dollars at Draymond Jones. 
Do you remember the last game Bradley Chubb played off the top of your head? Was it the Jets game? I believe. Or wait a minute. Was it? Well, was it the Colts game? No, it was after that. That was week five. Anyway, um, here's what I was going to say, though, is Draymond Jones, did he make the trip to Jacksonville? It was the 31st, right? It was, yeah, Jacksonville, I think, was his last game. Pretty sure. Anyway, since that game, Zach, and Draymond Jones, now that Chubb's gone, leads the team in sacks. But since that day, since that game across the pond, Draymond Jones is batting zero. He has not one sack Mm. for the Denver Broncos since Chubb was dealt. Um, This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And they've been that, gashed by the run too in that time. He that's the problem with Jones, is you only get every once in a while he'll flash against the run, but more often than not, he's complicit. And this year in particular, when they made the highly questionable decision to make Deshaun Williams a starter. Oh man, it's like blood in the water for the sharks. Teams see that and they are just running it yeah. at these two guys. And the defense, I mean, that's been the Achilles heel. The Achilles heel for this defense, we'll get to BK, hang tight, BK. The Achilles heel for this defense is inability to stop the run, which extends drives and puts the defense on its heels. And then when the chips are down at the end of game, they can't close. Those are the two problems this defense has to figure out how to solve in 2023 and beyond. I mean, I I don't see what else you can really do on defense in terms of restructuring contracts. Simmons is the one that comes to mind. Maybe you trade uh, Simmons. That's really it. Maybe unload Darby as well. But then you're again, you're creating more holes than you already have. So you don't want to take too much from one side to give to the other. But maybe if you want to save a hundred million, you don't you think twice about extending Draymond. All I'm saying. I think you could survive honestly without Darby. With Simmons, yeah. it depends because, look, you've got uh, the young buck, Damari Mathis, for the most part, really uh, showing some development quickly as a rookie that has been thrown into the starting fire. Uh, Simmons, I mean, dude, he's been – he's made one play this year. One play. Jags game. That, that interception in the end zone. That's it. One play. And if you approach in power field at mile high, you see two massive – uh, pictures of players, right? Up on, I mean, massive, like many stories tall. One side, it's Russ. The other side, Justin Simmons. Those are the two guys you needed to be your best players. And they have turned out to be two of your worst players, and they're making redonkulous money. Let's get to BK here. Thank you for your patience, my friend. He says, when was the last time we drafted an offensive tackle? Garrett Bowles, right? Five reasons, uh, pardon, five seasons without addressing offensive tackle. Is that right? Could be right. It sounds right. I'm trying to think. Yeah, they've never drafted an offensive, a pure tackle since. I mean, since Reisner goals. was a college tackle, but they never looked looked at For him guard, yeah. as a tackle. So, but your you, the the gist of what you're saying is true. Like, why have they continued? And this is why I don't think Bowles gets traded, guys. For what it's worth, even if they a new coaching staff comes in, even if a new GM comes in, I don't think they try to move on from Garrett Bowles because. He's not that ridiculously paid, okay? And you are taking away from a weakness and only chipping away at that, making it worse. I, I think Bowles is safe at least one more year because Russ is going to be here again next year, and it's going to be about protecting him. So, uh, Luke, thank you, bro. Appreciate you. If you're on Twitter, Luke, connect with us, okay? It says, hey, fellas, I agree about the Russ hate. Obviously, he hasn't played well, and it's been a terrible year, but the piling on is tough to watch. I hope he can turn it around next year when he's healthy, and so is the O-line's at. Well, let me just tack on something about the safeties. They do have Caden Stearns in the pipeline, and I'm a, a big, big fan of his. I hope the hip uh, injury he has isn't like uh, degenerative or lingering, anything like that, because he can be a, a long-term fixture at that spot. But then again, if you move on from Simmons, 
I'm not bringing back Kareem Jackson. I, I, I've never wanted him back this entire year. I think he's entirely, utterly replaceable and way more of a liability. So if you trade Simmons, you're banking on Caden Stearns being healthy, and then you still have to find another safety. So that's why you have to be careful and trade this guy, trade that guy, unload this guy, unload that guy, because you're creating more holes. In okay. terms of Russell Wilson, the piling on is tough. It's been happening for Wilson his entire career. It's been happening before he even entered the NFL. He's too small. He's too this. He's too that. He got clowned for raising future's child with Sierra. I mean, anything you can dunk on Russell Wilson for, literally anything uh, people have, from him showing up in his own jersey to training camp, Chad, this year, to him driving that big truck into Dove Valley. I mean, literally everything. He is public enemy number one. But here's the thing. If you win, all of this goes away. If you win... All of this does not exist. No one's talking. No one's dunking. No one's clowning. Everyone's complimenting the Broncos for being a winning football team and Russell Wilson being the quarterback of that team. So that's why we have to cross our fingers, cross our toes. They dump hack it. They're stuck with Wilson. They got to find the guy to maximize Russ because they're stuck with him. And none of us want to hear the constant piling on. It's beyond ridiculous now. Flat Earth, Trini back in the house. That's uh Two MHH pods in a row. So great to see you, buddy. Thank you for the super. He says, what's up, fellas? I'm hearing nobody wants to be the head coach in Denver next year, considering the train wreck. Uh, so why not bench Russ and play Rippin? For what? What would you glean from that? I, I mean, you have to figure out what you have in Russell Wilson because you're stuck with him. You're not stuck with Brett Rippon. He probably won't even be back next year. He won't. So I know you're sacrificing Russell Wilson or exposing him to potential injury. I know he has a couple injuries he's already dealing with, but you have to put out more tape and gather more data. And I hate using that word because it's so overused in NFL you know, terminology, but you really have to see what Russell Wilson can do if only for the next coaching staff, the next mm. OC, the next quarterback coach. They have to figure out what Russ can do and what Russ can't at age 34. If you really want to see, is it the scheme or is it the quarterback? Right. I think I think putting in Josh Johnson, he's still on the practice squad, right? Last I checked. Mm -hmm. Josh Johnson, putting him in as a – let him start one game as a competent veteran that's started games in this league um, to see, like, all right. But the Broncos have no need to do that. Internally, they know what the problem is, okay? So that, that would be like to satisfy fans and answer a question for fans, which it's not going to happen. Brett Rippon is who he is. You know, he's a he's a semi-solid backup stopgap. Like, you go to him when you don't have a choice type thing because your guy is down. And if you have to go to him for longer than one or two games, hey, hold on for dear life because it's about to get ugly Rippon's not – there's no upside there for, I guess, is one of the things we're trying to tell you with Rippon. There's no upside for the team because he doesn't have any upside. A Gupta Troopa, I saw you guys on TikTok. It was a pleasant surprise. Well, hey, bro, that's a nice segue. Guys, are you following our brand spanking new MHH TikTok account? If you're not, take care of that. I just put the link in the chat. A uh, lot of cool things we got planned that we're going to be doing for that channel. We're just kind of putting some logs on the fire each and every day as we get it up to the scale we need it to be at. And then we're going to loose the hounds, as it were. We got some big plans for TikTok. So uh, make sure you give us a follow over there when you see the videos. Like them, share them, do the thing that we know you do on Facebook. We know you do on YouTube, and we know you do on Twitter. We love you. Matt Beatty, what's going on, big dog? He says, I want Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach next year, I think is who you're saying, right? I can see him knocking Russ down a peg. What do you think, Zach? We've talked about this on a two or three pods ago, but is there any reason to believe – we don't cover the, the college game, but is there any reason to believe Jim Harbaugh is not going to be where he is currently next year? I mean, money talks. So if you're offering him just a ridiculous amount of money, he'll listen to that. The question is, does he listen to your pitch on Russell Wilson? If he's going to leap from Michigan and leave that sanctuary where I think he's earned legendary status, why would he want to take on the project, the dumpster fire known as the Broncos and Russell Wilson? So if he's in it for the money, I could see Rob Walton making a competitive offer if he's even wanting to leap from Michigan. But you have to wonder also, is that coaching style really going to work to unlock Russell Wilson's best? Pete Carroll wasn't a... Uh, 
a sergeant, a, a drill sergeant, a disciplinarian for Russell Wilson. He he put him in the scheme that he thought he would succeed in, and he was right, but he didn't do it adversarially. He did it working together and working in harmony with Russell Wilson until it wasn't harmonious anymore. So I don't know that their uh, personalities would exactly align from coach to quarterback. Agreed. Um, if he was like straight up a free agent and there, you know, that's the problem is we keep getting into these the weeds of unique obstacles that would have to be overcome in order to land coach A or coach B or C or whatever. In a perfect world, you manage to talk Sean Payton out of retirement and the Saints are willing to trade him to you for, you know, uh, you're giving up your first round pick. But I would feel pretty confident about him figuring out how to get the best out of Russ. Who else is out there, Zach, that you could see being available that you think might be able to salvage Russell Wilson? If we're talking about experienced coaches, Sean Payton, that's my number one. That's my pipe dream. Maybe Bruce Arians. He's another guy if he wants to coach, health willing, and Frank Reich. Mm. Uh, who else from the retread department or a experienced department can you really turn to? Those are your options. If you want to talk about first-timers, there's guys out there like Brian Callahan, Kellen Moore, um, uh, Shane Steichen from Philadelphia, but I don't think the Broncos go that route again. They've been burned three times with rookie coaches. They'll probably go for a more experienced coach, and among those Choices, you really only have Reich as a realistic one. Maybe Dan Quinn, but he's not an offensive guy as another realistic option. You get the the Schottenheimer chicken combo, maybe if you get Quinn in town. That's not raising the hair in my arms. You know what I'm talking about? Like if I got Sean Payton, I'm jumping for joy. If I got Dan Quinn and Brian Schottenheimer, who Russell Wilson really did not like in Seattle, I'm not exactly doing, you know, backflips, but teach their own. Rex in the house. Thank you, buddy. It's great to see you, and we just love our our Facebook community. Rex says, what coach will want to take the head coaching job? Wilson's contract, uh, no draft picks. That's an absolute. They have draft picks, uh, just not as many as they'd like, and at least they got a first-rounder. Players out with the knee injuries, uh, typical, not are not the same till the second season back. Tell that to Cortland Sutton, by the way. A no-cap space. What free Not sure agents either. are going to want to come to the Broncos? Yeah, there's a lot of misnomers there, buddy. Um, but I'll tell you, the biggest thing is the Wilson issue. So it would take a coach, I think, Zach, truly believing that he's got the secret, the key. He believes in that what in the player Wilson has been and that it's not so far back in the distant past that it can still be resurrected at his, what is he now, age 34 as of mm-hmm. the 29th, right? that it can be resurrected with his approach as a coach. Find that guy and find the guy who, if if he believes it, make it. You got to make sure you believe it too. But something tells me, Zach, when the chips are down and this all finally comes to a resolution on who's the next leader of the Denver Broncos, the Walton Penner group, man, they're going to, I think, make their entry into the NFL and their presence truly felt when that time comes by doing something splashy, I think on the coaching level, but that's just a gut thing. That's not something I'm being told or that's just like my gut feeling is, Hey man, they've seen this uh, bandaid over bullet hole approach for the last seven seasons. And they're going to try and uh, swing for the fences. Well, you know, money talks again. So the Broncos have the richest owner by far in the NFL. And uh, there's only 32 of these jobs to go around being an NFL head coach. Someone's going to take the job. In terms of having no cap space, they have $11 million right now. They could roll over into next year. And they already have $21 uh, million under the cap for next year. And that's without making one move to the roster. So you have money. Draft picks, they have a first, two-thirds, a fourth, a fifth, and a seventh. Not ideal, but they still have capital you can make hay with that it's just nailing once again nailing the coaching hire you have the quarterback now for better or for worse you need that innovative coach that unlocks the quarterback and unlocks the entire team to take him from that next step take him from laughing stock to actual legit contender kb82 aka kb aka mr kenneth booker Yes, he says, with a super appreciate you, bro. He says, in other Colorado news, Deion Sanders 
may be CU's next head coach. There have been reports. Indeed. We shall see, my brother. Um, Tyler says, how do you get some MHH merch? Well, you're on Facebook, so the easiest thing to do is go to huddleuppod.com and pick what you want to your heart's content. Tons of stuff there. Uh, I'll do a I'll do a little share screen maybe a little later and show you some of the stuff. But huddleuppod.com is the merch store for MHH. And you know that as well, my friend. Any stream that you see go up, whether it's live or after the fact, if you click into the description of that stream, you're going to see a link to our merch. So that's how you find it, my friend. Um, Gary Palmer, what's up, brother? This dude goes hard. And at I won't reveal everything about him because he's he probably wants to protect some of his precious secrets but this is a guy that that gets after it you know he's uh maybe a year or two older than than i am i don't know a couple of years maybe a little bit older than that but he goes hard and he soloed up from arizona to come see us and hang out at the mhh meet and greet he was one of the red carpet winners got to hang out with us all day Traded to a, a ticket to the game. Some good tickets, by the way. Sat next to uh, Michaela for that one. That was fun to see. Gary, love you, big dog. He says, does it feel like the Broncos are making any progress? Go Broncos, he says, Zach. Yeah, Gary got to see a rare Broncos victory this season. The Niners, no less. Making any progress in what way, though? You know, from the Carolina game until today, no. They're still the same team, and uh, they have a lot of flaws they have to fix. But this is a question that, we'll have more clarity on when it's not, if it's when they fire Nathaniel Hackett, probably at season's end and who they hire from there, where they go from there. That's when we'll know if they're making any progress. Wero, Good to see you, brother. Another one of our dedicated community members, a super chat, superstar faux show. He's saying no one should be talking about firing George Payton. Point two, a GM that has been able to draft trade and negotiate like him he set us up to win except the o-line but he hired nathaniel hackett so i'm i'm in, i'm with you though where i'm like hey give him one more swing at the plate but then you got to wonder how the how the ownership feels you got to wonder about what kind of a recruiting asset that might be for whoever the next head coach could be i would assume zach that George Payton's reputation being that it was at least going into this season, there aren't too many head coaches under the sun that probably wouldn't want to work with George Payton, but this has really tarnished Payton's, um, his reputation around the league. I don't think it's torpedoed it into oblivion or beyond salvation. I just think that right now his stock Zach is about as low as it could get because all of his three, all three of his big off season moves, yeah, it took, it took some lubing the deals and coffees for closer, big baller moves to get Russell Wilson here. And I don't blame him for that, Zach. Go get it. But then paid him sight unseen, and he hired Nathaniel Hackett. And so a lot of people are going, what the Sam Hill? I mean, I'll, I'll, I think I saw Todd in the comments who said uh, many, including me, advocated for Peyton to pay Russell Wilson early. I mean, I think you did as well, Chad. A lot of people did because they were getting ahead of the market. Same thing they did with Cortland Sutton and St. Patrick. There was no empirical reason whatsoever to expect Russell Wilson to revert to QB 32. There was nothing that that could have predicted that. Nobody. And if anyone tells you that they saw this coming, they're straight lying to you, all right? Ask for the receipts. He was, I think you saw that tweet, he was like QB 33. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. He was that bad at Carolina. But that's the same point I'm making in defense of myself, in defense of George Payton, who I don't think deserves to be fired. I think that would be incredibly short-sighted. Who could have guessed that Hackett would be this incompetent. We, I, I liked him a lot. I can't speak for everyone. People wanted Dan Quinn. People wanted Kevin O'Connell, Mike McDaniel. But when it was narrowed down and I saw Nathaniel Hackett's energy and what he can do for an offense and the system he was coming from, I was geeked about that. When they acquired Russ, obviously, we were all good giving up the package they gave up because he was a nine-time Pro Bowler, and we all thought this was finally, finally the solution to the quarterback woes. 
paying him, I can see the argument as to why it was a bad move, but it's not a fireable offense from George Payton trying to get ahead of the market and not pay him $60 million a year after Herbert Burrow and Lamar Jackson get their contracts. I'm more pissed at George Payton for neglecting the O-line that Russell Wilson is behind, putting him on an O-line and relying on Billy Turner and Dalton Reisner and Lloyd Cushenberry. That's, to me, Peyton's biggest blight. He can draft with the best of them. He has a great eye for talent. He's good with the salary cap. He deserves one more swing to get the head coaching hire right with the understanding from ownership that if you get this wrong, you're out too. Deanna throwing down a top rope super chat as she is wont to do. Thank you, Deanna. I don't know if you saw at the top of the show, but in case you didn't, you were the randomly selected in the top five finishers on super chat you were select you you finished number two in november by the way uh and in the random selection you won the drawing so you get a broncos jersey of your choice all you got to do is send us an email telling us what jersey you want what size and giving us your shipping address and we will get that coming to you so make sure you take care of that okay because you won that fair and square this is something we do every single month we took a couple a month two months off after the meet and greet but we're back at it. This is something we've been doing for over a year now. So Deanna, make sure you capitalize on that. We want to get that sent out to you. Thank you for the super chat and all your support. She says, hope is alive in me that the Broncos will find a great coach. Hit the like button on the way in and share hashtag MHH for life. Yes, guys, small thing you can do to help us out is liking the video while you're with us. Even if you don't agree with every single take we have, if you at least respect the effort, like the video, and you can go the extra mile by sharing these videos on your social media and helping us branch out, all right? Thank you, Deanna. You're the bomb. I know there is a level of excitement when you undergo a coaching search. It sucks because you're admitting that the uh, process needs to be rebuilt or rebooted, whatever, um, but it's exciting knowing that the next coach could bring that hope to the franchise, could bring the winning ways back to the franchise, but they've struck out now. I know it's not just Peyton. It goes back to Elway too. That's three coaches in a row that have bombed. They have to, if they don't want to be a laughing stock, a doormat for 10 years, Chad and rebuilding like the Houston Texans in recent seasons, they have to get the coaching hire right in January. BK number two. Thanks bud. Next head coach should bring in Daryl Bevel. As OC, he did well with Russ and is the current QB's coach for the Dolphins. I wouldn't hate that either. I wouldn't hate that. That's something, you know, you're going to want to try and reconjure, maybe much to Russ's dismay, try and reconjure some of the things that worked for him in the past, whether it's schematically, coaching, coaches. You know, you, you got to figure out how to get back to the starting point of the last time you saw Russell Wilson like playing the way you used to know Russell Wilson could, what was the lay of the land? You know, what was the scheme? What were what type of plays were being called? Who was around him? Get back to that. And Bevel, yeah, he has a Russ. He and Russ made a lot of hate together, Zach, uh, during their time in Seattle. He used to be a really um, hot coaching candidate like years ago, when he's kind of settled into um, OC roles. Over the course of the last decade, I'm looking on his wiki if he has any head coaching experience, and he was the interim coach for the Lions and for the Jaguars. So he's not exactly a rookie. There'd be some experience, but here's the thing. Daryl Bevel is not Mike McDaniel, and Russell Wilson, sadly to say, is not Tua. I mean, they're just playing on a much different level, coaching on a much different level. You can't expect just because Bevel is tied to the Dolphins that he's going to come in and resurrect Russ like McDaniel did with Tua. They just have to, like I said, that's why you have to play Russ and not bench him, not pull him off the field for Brett Rippon. You got to, even as a courtesy for Hackett's replacement, to figure out what Russell Wilson could do best and exploit those strengths. Nick, thanks, bud. Is Russ the new Joe Flacco or Cam Newton? Hoping he can turn it around. Dude, this is worse than the new Cam Newton. Because at least, you know, the first little bit he was in New England, you know, they were a winning ball club. They were a force to be reckoned with for a minute. Turned out to be fool's gold. But still, Russ came in and sucked from the drop for what it's worth. But um, I am hoping it's neither one of those, Nick, honestly. 
I I still look at that resume and what we know about Russ as, as a what he's accomplished. He's not that old. He's old. He's not that old. I still think he's redeemable, but that's been one of my concerns. You guys have heard me talk about on this podcast. I worry that the longer they keep Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Outen around, the longer they the more they risk Zach these uh the the Russell Wilson problem becoming permanent, right? Being exacerbated. So I hope I'm wrong on that and I hope it it is what it is and how long Hackett's here isn't gonna change that. But that's my big concern. Thanks, Jay. You're the man, dude. Jay Valentine, great to see you, bud. I can't freaking believe we're talking about Russell Wilson being compared to or as washed as Cam Newton and Joe Flacco. It's like, man, Joe Flacco was the Broncos quarterback three going on four years ago, and now we're talking about if he was better than the quarterback they traded for. Man, has this season gone off the rails quickly? And you know what? To be fair, from what Flacco has shown with the Jets, I think he has he's looked a lot better on tape than Wilson has this season. But we have to hope that we just have to hope and pray seriously that it's not irreparable in the case of Russell Wilson, that his flaws are unfixable. We have to hope that it is all Hackett, it is all out, and it is all Clint Kubiak, whoever, and get new coaches in the building and try to salvage what they can from what will be next year, a 35-year-old quarterback. Michaela with a super sticker. Hey, right back at you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. It's great to see Michaela Israel in the house. We got to meet her at the meet and greet. That was really fun hanging out with you for a little bit there uh, back in September when things were still good around the Mile High City and things might could still at that point, you know, it was like, hey, we're just embarking on this sure to be exciting run with Russ, you know. Little did we know. The beat, it was ugly, but he pulls out that clutch. Uh, that was the last clutch drive you got out of Russell Wilson. That was it. That was it. To and Melvin didn't fumble that game. Man, some close calls, though, I remember. But um, the London game, of course, they, they win that uh, pretty handily by the time you got to the second half. But when the chips were down and you needed that drive, that was the last one you really got from, from Russ on a touchdown level. Now, he's produced a couple of field goal drives that still gave that opponent a little window to uh, get their own last drive in, and the defense continues to collapse in the clutch, which is just a bummer. But uh, anyway, Mike... Guys, we're about out of time, so get them in. We got to go soon. Mike says, long-time listener, first-time caller. What's up, Mike? What a total mess we're in. Appreciate you two in the Broncos therapy sessions. Well, hey, if you're truly a long-time listener, thank you for being with us, my friend, and showing up and uh, being a part of what we do here. And, hey, you know what? Contribute to the conversation. Comment in the live chat. You know, it helps uh, keep this snowball rolling downhill. David Wilder. I wish Russ would accept what his strengths are and what his weaknesses are so he can regain what he once was. Hubris can be an ugly thing, people. It really can. When you throw massive accolades at an athlete, okay, many hundreds of millions in earnings, that hubris becomes, oh, man, it's like incalculable. So maybe this is enough, Zach, to humble him and kind of break through that. But I still think it will take the right coach to help him see it. Nailed it. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to hire the right coach. And uh, if there's ever something that's going to humble Russell Wilson, if he's truly sick of the criticism he's getting, and he doesn't want to be known as a quarterback that fell off a cliff, he will rebound um, exponentially next season. But again, you have to have the right environment for him to thrive in. You have to build up the O-line. You have to have better, more dependable receivers. No one's really talking about that, Chad. But, you know, K.J. Hamler had a setback with his hamstring today. He could be a cut candidate next year, trade candidate. Jerry Judy really hasn't blossomed into the guy, and he's been hurt too. And Cortland Sutton hasn't looked like pre-injury Cortland Sutton. So if you build up the weaponry around Russ and you enhance him with a competent head coach, you can still make hay. But he has to also, I agree with what the comment said, look in the mirror and realize he's not in his prime anymore. He had the worst season of his career, and he is denounced as an NFL starting quarterback. Now, if he wants that back, he's going to have to get it back himself by eating some of that humble pie. He's got to take some uh, advice from the king of pop and talk to the man in the mirror and, you know, come come to the correct understanding here. But 
Last one, and then we got to go, guys, from Chris again. Thank you, buddy. He says, should we worry about uh, Melvin Fumble Gordon joining the Chiefs? Zach. No, it's actually going to benefit the Broncos if he plays against them because he'll probably fumble the ball. I'm not too worried about Melvin. Let him do what he wants in Kansas City. He's on the practice squad. It's not like he's on the active roster. I'm more concerned with, obviously, Mahomes and Kelsey and all them over there in Kansas City. So let let uh, Melvin Gordon go chase that ring, I guess. Guys, here's the merch store. Lots of new designs that you can go get your hands on. Everything from T-shirts to hats to hoodies to cute little teddy bears to little doggy bandanas to you name it. It's on there. If you just got to search for what you want, you'll find it. Uh, go to whatever. It's there, dude. We spent a lot of time upgrading this. So go check it out, huddleuppod.com. If you're on YouTube, you can see the slider right below the video box. and You can get it while you're on YouTube. But we're going to say goodnight for now, gang. Yeah, we just reached the hour mark. We appreciate everyone tuning in on this Thursday evening, the last podcast before the Broncos take on the Baltimore Ravens in week 13. Be sure to follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Chad's at Chad and Jensen. Myself is at Kelberman NFL. And Scott, of course, is at Scout Kennedy. We just flashed it, but we'll show it one more time. HuddleUpPod.com. If you want some merch, you know what it is, where it is. I promise you it's good, good stuff. And also Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddlePod. Be sure you're liking that page, following that page. And if you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, please, guys, as you see ticking below you now, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you phil we saw you throwing down there at the very end thank you buddy shout out to you all our great facebook supporters tonight uh with stars including mike likens matt ba- uh <clears throat> pardon me matthew Beatty, uh, david wilder nick lujan and george fox are great super chat superstars start with chris chances todd kb street buzzla bk luke ellis flat earth trini uh gary palmer Wero. Uh, Deanna throwing down, Jay Valentine. Much love and respect Ooh. to each and every one of you. And look, here she is again, top rope. Thank you, Deanna. Don't forget to send us that email, Deanna. I'm serious. All right, we want you to get that jersey, fair and square. She says, thanks. I will go back and listen. Hopefully they'll hire an offensive line. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Plus, find a great coach. Yeah, you know, you can argue really quickly, Chad, that it is Hackett. It is on Russ as well, but that O-line has done the Broncos no favors at all. That's why they should have probably three starters. And wow, F.A. Man, just as we're signing off, Deanna with her second massive super chat. And then F.A., who, by the way, F.A., roll it back because you finished top five in November. Your name was in the hat. You lost out in a random drawing to Deanna, but this is a new month, and you're going to be starting off on top, top footing, so you could win that. December Broncos jersey, my friend. Thank you. He says, hello, guys. I have a quick break at work. He jumps in, he joins us, and he throws down. Thank you, dude. Seriously, helping us keep the lights on, big dog. Yeah, I think, yeah, Deanna, I was going to highlight the same comments. Both of you guys are goats. Everyone tuning in with us, interacting with us, commenting, whatever, getting on the couch for these therapy sessions. As someone called it a few minutes ago, we appreciate all of you. Y'all are the goats. Have a great, great start to your weekend. We'll see you for the gut reaction Sunday afternoon. Take care, and as always, guys, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.